Hi everyone, this is Amir Anzor. I'm with a very special guest today. Uh, her name is Mitali Deeparkashta, and she is a um, book publisher and a best-selling author of the Freedom Master Plan. It's a really great book that I, I read recently. So I wanted to get her on the podcast to talk about her success in A, her own book, but B, how she's helped other people um, through business, publishing business books. So we're going to talk about, well, well, we'll start with why should someone write a book, Natalie? Thank you so much for having me, Amir. Okay, so why should people write a book? Um, well, the easiest answer I can give is before the pandemic, I was doing a lot of talks, in-person talks in front of groups of people. Obviously, the pandemic changed things and <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. We're only starting to open up now, but I think there's still hesitation in people meeting in person still. Um, but before the pandemic, when I was doing speeches, what I would do is I would get the room, everybody in the room to stand up. And I would say, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to remain standing up if you have a website for your business. And nearly everybody will stay standing up because who doesn't have a website? Sometimes I've had some places where one or two people sat down because they were influencers. So maybe Instagram influencers or TikTok influencers, and they don't really need a website. Everything is based on the social media platform. But in most cases nearly everybody stays standing up. Then I'd say something like, okay, um, I want you to stay standing up if you're using social media for your business. And again, nearly everybody stays standing up. Then I might say something like, okay, stay standing up if you use business cards in your business. Now then a few people may sit down because they think business cards is a little bit old now, but most people again will stay standing up because they're in an in-person event. So usually they have business cards. And then I'd say, Right, now I want you to stay standing up if you're an author of a book. And suddenly you get all this noise and people start sitting down. Sometimes I've been in rooms where nobody is standing up. Other times one or two people are still standing up. And what usually happens, what's really nice, is everybody else tends to start applauding them and start saying, hey, well done, I didn't realize you'd written a book. And I also say, isn't that interesting how that is a differentiating marker? You know, I will say books is but having a book now is a bit like having a website in the early noughties. I'm, I'm old enough to remember when if you had a website in 2001, you were a big deal straight away because hardly anybody had websites. Well, it's the same thing with books. At, at the moment, everyone has social media. Everyone has websites. Everyone has business cards. Everyone is saying they're brilliant because that's your job to say your company is brilliant and you're brilliant. What really makes you different from your competitors? If you write a book, that's what makes you different. And that's what makes you, the perception is that you must know more, you're more of an expert and you have more authority because you're a published author. And isn't it difficult to write a book though? It can be. <laughs> I've met people who've been writing a book for five years and I'm thinking, oh my God, what have you been doing with your life? I feel bad for them. I feel like that's five years they're never going to get back because that's time is the one currency that it doesn't matter. You can be black, you can be white, you can be old, you can be young, you could be Muslim, Christian, Hindu. It doesn't really matter. That's the one thing you cannot buy. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how much of anything you have. 
Time is the one thing that we all have the same amount of. And when people tell me they've been trying to write a book for years, I feel bad for them because I just think that's time away from your family, from your friends, from your business, from your hobbies, all these other wonderful things that you could have done. It can take time because the issue is a lot of people go into writing a book with this idea that it will just come together. It will magically come together. But the thing is, we every so often you might come across something that you're a natural at. For most things, you're not a natural at. You only get better when you do things again and again and again. Think of the very first social media post that you wrote for your business. I bet it took you about five hours to write 300 words or even less, maybe 150 words. Whereas now you can knock out LinkedIn posts in under 10 minutes because you're doing it again and again. The problem with a book is how often are you doing it? It's not something, you're not writing a book a week or even a book a month or even a book a year you're not writing. So how can you get good at something when you've got no repetition there? And this is where someone like me can come in and help you. I've written eight books now, seven as a ghostwriter, uh, one um, as an author, which you showed before the Freedom Master Plan. I've also, in the last two, under two years, I've published 16 authors. So 16 people have gone through my programs and become published authors. And I've taken them from right from the beginning, researching an idea all the way through to publishing on Amazon and becoming a bestseller, the entire journey of them as an author. When you've done it that many times, I know what works. I know what doesn't. So when you lean on someone like me, I can give you almost like a structure or a recipe. I call it a recipe. I can give you the recipe where you can just then put in your expertise and then you can just follow it to a T. You do it that way. And most of my students are writing their books within weeks, not even months, within weeks. But on your own, unless you've done it before, and like I said, probably several times before, it's going to take you months, if not years, to do. And do you tend to focus on nonfiction books? And um, is, it, is it business books that, that, that you help with? A hundred percent. I don't deal with fiction whatsoever. Not that I have an issue with fiction. <laughs> I'm a big reader of fiction. I love reading fiction. Um, but fiction is a completely different thing. It's, um, I always say there's two, book, there's two book businesses. There is the book is a product business, which is the book itself is the product. And then you are in a mass market. Because if you think about it, how much can you charge for a book? Most people are not willing to spend more than, I would say, $5 or £5 for a Kindle. And for a paperback, most people are not willing to spend more than $10 or £10. Maybe if it's got a lot of graphs and images, maybe up to £15 or $15 you can get away with. That's a small amount of money. So your profit margins are small. So you're now in the volume game. Okay, so there's that. And that's where fiction is. Fiction falls into the volume game. Whereas with business books, I have to make the distinction here, Amir. When I say business books, the books don't... Ins they don't have to be about business. They have to be about your business. I hope that makes sense. Because some people think, oh, well, I need to write a book about business, as in business studies. I'm like, no, no, no. It needs to be about your business. Whatever you do, that's what it's got to be about. When you write a book geared towards what you do for a living, whether you own uh, your own business or whether you work in a corporate role, but you are client-facing and you're tasked with getting new clients and acquiring new clients, 
when you write a book about what you do, that book now becomes a very clever sales and marketing tool. As I said before, you become differentiated from your competitors because you now have something that your competitors don't. You're now an author. So you're seen as someone who's more knowledgeable and has more authority and expertise than they do, which means you get more clients and you also get higher ticket clients. That's where the money is. So it's a very different business model. I tend to give my book away most of the time. I don't even make a profit from my books most of the time. And I don't care because I'm not interested in making a profit from my book. I'm not in the book as a business game. I'm not in the volume game. I'm in the game of using my book as a clever sales and marketing tool to close high ticket clients. And what's the biggest mistake that people tend to make when writing books, in your opinion? Um, gosh, there isn't one. I think there's a, a few of them. Uh, first of all is they talk a little bit too much about themselves. One or the other, it tends to be one or the other. What you tend to find is some people who don't want to talk about themselves at all. And then the, the book just becomes like a, a very dusty, dry university textbook, which no one wants to read because it's boring. People are interested in you. And especially if you're, you, if you're going to use your book as a sales and marketing tool, I'm sure you've heard this saying before, Amir, people do business with people they like. You know, People ultimately buy from people. So in order for somebody to like you, your personality has to come across in your book. If you're just writing facts and figures and how-tos without putting a bit of your life and your soul into it, then you're not giving anybody the opportunity to like you and resonate with you. The flip side of that is, and I have this with some of my clients, they start writing an autobiography and I'm thinking, are you a famous footballer? Are you a Hollywood star? Why would anyone really care that much about your life? People read these books, how-to, self-help, guide-style business books. They read these books for a reason, which is they want, they're in position A, and they want to get to B, whatever that is. So for example, if you are a health coach, a fitness coach, person, you know, a person is, is in situation A, they're not very healthy, they're overweight, and they're not feeling great about themselves, they want to be in situation B, which is feeling wonderful, feeling slim, feeling full of energy, that's what they want to be. They read your book because they believe they can go from A to B. Yes, they want to hear about you, because the people are interested in people, but they don't need to hear your life story. You know, they need to know, how do I get from A to B? If you're an executive coach, for example, an executive wants to know, how do I get from being overworked and overstretched and not being able to leave my job <laughs> at the job and not take it home with me to living a, a place where I'm making more money than I'm making now, but I have great work-life balance. That's what they want to do. So it's, that is the biggest issue, getting that right balance. And that's one thing I figured out after writing so many of these books. I figured out the right balance of putting just enough of you in there so people resonate with you, but not to the extent where they're getting bored and thinking, where is my learning? What is what is going to help me get from A to B? Okay, so so uh, having the right blend inside. And yes. what, what about um, putting using your self-publishing versus going with a traditional publisher, what, what do you think the difference is and what do you recommend to people? Okay, um, well, it depends on where you are. So with a traditional publisher, the, the pros of a traditional publisher 
is they will pay for your editor. They'll pay for formatting. They will pay for a great cover designer. They will pay for publishing. They may even pay for promotion and marketing as well. So that's a wonderful thing with a traditional publisher. They're paying for everything. You, you, just have to, you just have to write the book, just write the manuscript, hand it over to them, and they take care of everything. The con, the downside of a traditional publisher is because they're paying for everything, they own the book. Now, that in itself isn't an issue because I always say working with a traditional publisher is a bit like getting a mortgage. You know, you can't afford to buy your house outright. You go to the bank, they give you a mortgage. So, and of course they should own it because people, banks wouldn't be around if they just gave money and they didn't expect you, they didn't expect you to give them any money back and it was just your house. So of course they should own it. Of course, traditional publishers should own your book for a certain length of time because they paid for all of your professional services. However, where the issue is, is if you're an entrepreneur, you're getting into bed with somebody who may have different ideas of how to market the book. You have to make absolutely 100% sure that your publisher knows exactly how you're going to use your book to market your business and that they're happy with it. And not only that, even if you're, you start off aligned, it's a bit like, I always say with a traditional publisher, it's a bit like getting married to someone. When you start off, your goals, your life goals are the same. You're completely in love with each other. And you're thinking, oh my God, this is amazing. Five years down the line, now one person has different goals than the other. And now it's like, oh my God, you know, you're no longer heading towards the same life goals anymore. I've seen that happen with a number of authors. They started off with a really, really good relationship with their traditional publisher, but two or three years into it, now their business has changed and they want to use their book in a different way. And the traditional publisher is vetoing it. So for that reason, I would say if you are a business owner or an executive who wants to use their book as a sales and marketing tool, it's good to have 100% control of your book in the same way you wouldn't, you wouldn't have somebody taking control of your website. You know, most entrepreneurs will say, oh, no, I've, if I want to add a new service, take a new service, if I want to change something on a website, I want to be able to just do it without needing somebody else's permission. Well, it's the same thing with a book. For example, with my book, um, you've got the first edition of my book. I've written a second edition of my book specifically for the ethical and sustainable market. And I didn't need to ask anyone's permission for that. <laughs> now, if I had a traditional publisher, they may say, oh, no, you can't do that because that's a smaller niche market. So we'll make less money. So we're going to stop you from doing that. I didn't have anybody telling me what to do. It was where my heart was going. And I just did it because I wanted to do it. Oh. So for that reason, I would say if you are planning on using your book as a marketing tool for your business or your corporate role, it's best to self-publish because you retain all your rights and you can make any changes at any point in the future, depending on what's happening in your business or in your role. If you're writing a book for different reasons, if you're going into that volume market that I was talking about earlier, then there is a case for going with a traditional publisher as opposed to self-publishing. So let, let's say if you're a consultant working at a big consulting company, how would a book help you? Because, you, you, you know, traditionally the, the company does the marketing for you. Do you think it could help people working in big consulting companies? 
Absolutely. I mean, first of all, obviously, you need to speak to your boss. I mean, you can't just do things by yourself because you, you're not the owner of the business. So you would need to, I've worked with a couple of uh, authors who uh, worked in corporate and they had to get it signed off uh, by their immediate head. But it's, it's always seen as a good thing because, like I said, I mean, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning you know, when I used to do these talks and everyone would practically everyone would sit down when I say, OK, have you written a, a book? That's what differentiates you. So why would your head not be interested in you becoming that differentiating point? You know, you becoming seen. The perception is that your head and shoulders above your competitors It's obviously going to be a good thing. I've seen some of my authors who have used their book to actually close deals. They've sent it ahead of meeting them and they've they've used it to close deals. So from that point of view, and also the other thing is your your perception of value becomes higher as well. I know a number of my authors over the space of around two to four years, they've started to increase their fees up to five times what they used to charge because the perception is – that you know more, that you can do better, whether you can or not is actually a, a different argument. But perception is everything. Perception really is everything. And if someone sees you as a published author, I always say this, it's not, it's not a coincidence that the word author resides in the word authority. They actually come from the same French word. And it's a, it's, it's a closed loop. People expect that if you have real authority on a subject, they expect you to be an author. And if you're an author, you're expected to have authority on the subject. So it's a closed loop. And it's it's a worldwide phenomenon as well. There's certain things I've noticed that work in one culture or one country, but doesn't translate in another country. But when it comes to books, wherever I've gone in the world, it's the same. There is a respect for books that isn't there when it comes to social media content and blog posts because everyone's doing it. It's where I think as human beings, we're wired to believe that quantity is cheap, common, everyone's doing it, and quality is finite, it's rare. And most people haven't written a book. So you would obviously need to speak to your boss about it because, you know, most of my authors are the owners of their own companies, so they don't have to get permission from anybody. But I have worked with a couple of authors who come from corporate, and they've had to speak to their bosses, but their bosses have been fine. And they've, ju- they've just said, okay, hang on a minute. So this is going to mean that you actually get invited on podcasts, and you end up becoming a keynote speaker. And okay, well, this is going to make our company look really, really good. Why would I not be on, especially if you're saying you're going to do this in your own time, and write a book, and it's not going to be on corporate time. It's like a win-win situation for them, really. And then how do you go about marketing the book? What, what are your recommendations for that for authors? Uh, well, I would say read my book, The Freedom Master. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what my book is all about. Well, when I was researching my book back in the summer of 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic, and the first lockdown here in the UK. So I had a lot of time on my hands. You know, no one was going anywhere. We were very scared. We had no idea what COVID was at that point. Um, And I started interviewing some of my clients who had done incredible things with their book. And I just thought, this is what I need to write a book about. Because originally, my book was going to be about how to write a book. But then I realized that where the biggest 
issue was people didn't know what to do with a book. That was the bigger issue. They needed to know, they, they were very aware that writing a book can do wonders for their career, for their business, for their role in, in people's perception of them. But they just didn't know well, practically what I do. I know it works, but practically, what do I do with a book? So I interviewed seven of my clients who've built, uh, in two cases, uh, they built seven-figure brands now. So they've done in incredibly well uh, with their books. And I asked them, tell me what you did. Uh, and so they gave me everything. And it's full of case studies. It's how they used it to close high-ticket clients, how they used it to market on social media, how they've used it to get over sales anxiety. That's something that a lot of people don't talk about, especially in corporate roles, because like, you know, you're not meant to be anxious about sales. But the thing is, the vast majority of us get very anxious when we're trying to sell to people and how they've used their books to overcome their sales anxiety. So there's so many case studies in there. I mean, I could be here for hours. I mean, if I talk to yeah. all the different, I think there's only 30 different strategies. And I wouldn't say use them all. My clients don't use them all. The idea behind the Freedom Master Plan is by the time you get to the end of my book, you will have your own master plan. You will have written down maybe three to six or seven different strategies that fit your particular business or your particular corporate role. And then you know what you're going to do with your book. Not all the strategies will fit your business or fit your role. It's finding the ones that will fit. Yeah, what I liked about reading your book was that it said, you know, that that it would help you get over that sales anxiety and that it's a way of people getting to know you before they even meet you. It's pre-selling. That's, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm sure you're looking at me right now and you're thinking, you're so confident. I, I, can ima I can't imagine you ever being phased. Yeah, when I'm talking to you as a friend, this is fine. I can talk like this for hours and it doesn't phase me. But as soon as I have to sell, I, I'm, I'm a nightmare. I mean, I really, I start sweating. There's like sweat dripping down my back and I start stumbling over my words. It's horrible. But now what I do is my book pre-sells for me. So what I do is like, if anyone wants to have a chat to me, the first thing I say is, do you have a copy of my book? If they've already got a copy of my book, I say, okay, can you please, if you can't read all of it, that's fine. But can you, you know, go through the contents table and read the things that are specific for you? Can you please read that before you, we speak to each other? If they say they haven't got my book, sometimes I even send a copy of my book in the mail to them. And I tell them, you know, please do read the sections that pertain to you and your particular situation. Mm -hmm. And guess what? By the time they've come to the phone call, they're kind of pre-sold. And I'm kind of just dotting the I's and crossing the T's and just expanding on what's already in the book. And that is a, a, such a smoother conversation. I'm not doing, you know, I, I don't have a, you know, a script, you know, and you get those horrible sales scripts that you have to, and then the horrible, you know, there's no script. There's, I'm just answering their questions and just making sure they fully understand what the process is. And it's just, it's just, the call is so much easier. I'm in control. And I feel that's why my close rate is so high because no one feels inspired by someone who's panicky and sweating and, you know, stumbling over their words. Yeah. They want to feel, when someone is about to hand over money or thinking about handing over money, they need to feel that the person that they're handing over money to is someone who's assured, who's calm, who can lead them and know knows what they're doing. 
that's how you come across when you've already been pre-sold by your book. Perfect. And and what percentage of your clients now are in the UK and, and what what are they in the US? Or where 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 do like authors that is it typically authors that want to become a first-time author? Those are the people that come work with you? It was. It used to be Amir, but now I've noticed I'm starting to attract people who've already written a book, but that it was hell for them. I had one lady who wrote her first book. And she said it took nearly two years and she was like, I, I wanted to scream at the end of it. It was just torturous. And then when she found out about me and realized she can write a book in weeks, she was like, okay, I'm not going through another two years of hell to write my second book. And she did it in under eight weeks. She wow. wrote a book. So uh, I'm now starting to attract people who've already written a book once, but it, it was like I said, hell on earth for them. They want to write a second book, but they're putting it off because they know how difficult it was the first time. Like I said, even people who've written a book, because it's not something you're doing again and again, it's very difficult to get good at something without repetition. Because I was a ghostwriter, I wrote seven books in three years. And that's why I, I went from the first book, which took me 18 months to write, to the seventh book that took me under six weeks to write. And because of the repetition, I just knew how it worked. Most people will never have that experience unless you're one of these authors, you know, these fiction authors who are spewing out loads of books. You know, you get these authors, don't you? They've written 50 books already in the space of 10 years. Unless you're one of those authors, which you're not going to have time to be if you are in a full-time corporate role or you run your own business, then where are you going to get that repetition? And that's why it's torturous, whether you're a first-time author or even if you've written a book before, it really makes sense to work with a book consultant and publisher who's worked and done this repetitively so they can give you the recipe for success. Perfect. And how can uh, people find out more information about you, Mitali, if they want to connect or, or um, maybe look you up for publishing their book? Um, well, you can find me on all social media. I'm on all social media as a um, vegan publisher. Um, I am vegan myself. And my entire team is vegan. However, I would say then I would say 60% or more of my clients are not vegan. So I don't only work with vegans. And I will put a caveat out there. If you're a trophy hunter or you're doing something awful, if you're a butcher and you want to write a book about how to run a successful butchers, I don't think I'm the publisher for you. I don't think we're going to get on. Um, but otherwise than that, you don't have to be vegan to work with me. I genuinely believe the people who are looking towards making the world a better place in small degrees, that is fine by me because we're all on the journey. I'm certainly not a perfect vegan. I still make mistakes and I don't realize that, oh my God, I didn't realize this was harming the planet in this way or this was harming an indigenous population. So I'm still learning as well. So I don't judge people. Um, so yeah, but I am the vegan publisher. So you can find me on social media as vegan publisher. Um, and also the, the best way I would say is go and read my book. That is the best way to really find out a little bit about me. I do put a, a little bit about me and what I've gone through myself in my life. So you can get to know me and see whether I'm the sort of personality that you think you could work yeah. with. But also it would give you great ideas on what a book can do for your business. I think that's a very, very good, solid starting point before you contact me. Because if you contact me before that, all that's going to happen is we're just wasting each other's time. 
while I go over all of that stuff for you. So it just makes sense to go and get my book. The best place to go is go to my website, thefreedommasterplan.com. That's the name of my book. So it's thefreedommasterplan.com. If you go there, you can get a copy of my book and you also get two bonuses. You get a, a guide that will show you the five steps of writing and publishing a business book. And you'll also get the 21 essential questions to ask a publisher guide, which is great. I've, I've heard from a number of people that it saved them a lot of money um, from going with rogue publishers who are only interested in emptying your wallet and not the best interests of you and your book. Um, so you get those guides completely for free if you go to thefreedommasterplan.com. Yeah, I've read the book and it's really phenomenal and it really motivates you to write a book if you haven't written one yet. And also it, it helps you think with the end in mind that, you know, what the book will will serve and then you can start one. Uh, and then obviously working with yourself will accelerate that journey. So thanks a lot, Matali, for being on The Vegan Publisher. Thanks for all your insights and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.